I wake up every day asking myself the question, what is it I'm going to do today that's going to solidify my legacy in this world? And then how am I going to apply those working tools to solidify that legacy? To another episode of the Perfect Ashler podcast. I'm Chris Galloway, past master of Valley High Lodge 1407 in San Antonio, Texas. Hello, and I'm John Hudson, currently junior deacon at Valley High Lodge number 1407 in San Antonio, Texas. We want to welcome our listeners this week. We have an exciting book that we want to discuss. Uh, first, as a reminder, this is a podcast that is reflective of my opinion and brother john hudson's opinion it does not represent any grand lodge statement or standings all right well we want to welcome you to this week's podcast we're excited to talk about the book um, that recently came out called the craft by john dickey and the subtitle for this book is how the freemasons made the modern world now, John Dickey is a professor of Italian studies at University College in London. He also has a book called Cosa Nostra, A History of the Sicilian Mafia. That is an international bestseller book with over 20 translations. He won several awards for that book. And, and even after reading this book, I'm extremely fascinated to, to check out that book because I feel like that his writing, I really enjoy. I love his approach to history. You know, th this book is, is about the Freemasons and it's a, a historical look. Now, full disclaimer up front, John Dickey is not a Freemason. So he really does come to it from that lens and that perspective that someone who is an outsider would come to it, which means there are probably a few things that some brothers may pick out or point out that, that aren't very accurate. But overall, this was a well-written book that takes deep dive into the history of the Freemasons, some of the, the positives and even some of the negatives. So what did you think, Brother Hudson? Yeah, I agree, Brother Galloway. It really dives into the history and from the very beginning of Freemasonry till current day. I was hit right away just in the first couple of chapters where the author shares a lot of our rituals. So yeah. I would recommend in this book, you know, as a master Mason, it really helped me, you know, kind of expound. And I learned, I actually learned quite a bit from this from book about our, the history of Freemasonry into, I thought that was very interesting was when the author went into how the Masons did this big, big campaign at the World's Fair, right? I never knew any of this, right? So I kind of went on a rabbit hole down that, like, what did that look like? You know, mm -hmm. um, I would just recommend to any Mason is I would wait until you're a master Mason to take a read through this one, just because our rituals 
we want it to be just a solid, great, great experience for our new entered apprentice and fellow crafts kind of coming in. That's the whole point behind it. So if you're exposed to that, that's why we recommend to new Mason to not go on the Google search because all of everything's yeah. out there, right? So you'll find it through this book. But overall, very well written and I enjoyed it a lot. I couldn't put it down, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you, Brother Hudson. And that was a great point because it, it is clear that in this book, the esoteric work is outlined in the book, well-researched by the author and is, is plain black and white. <clears throat> but I'll say this, and this is, you know, some brothers, especially our more traditional older brothers may find offense to that, but perspective of he outlines that work in a chapter where he really talks about the conspiracy of Freemasonry and the conspiracy theorists and also the anti-Masonic movement from the religious perspective. And he goes into the history of some of the unfortunate tortures and executions that our brothers went through because of the idea that Masonry was this horrible enemy of religion. And when he outlines the esoteric work, I think he's trying to portray that it's not as bad as people think, especially in the past, and that the work that goes on in the esoteric part is not necessarily not religious. And, and at the same time, it's not necessarily religious. And I think that one point that I took from him that I thought was a great message was, is the greatest secret of Freemasonry is there is no secrets. <laughs> right. But ultimately, there are no secrets. It's all out there. It's been printed in books for hundreds of years, but also, you know, just our modes of recognition are really the true secrets that there is no secret role. There's no secret to take over the world. So I really like the fact that he touched upon that as a non-biased outsider to bring that to the table. Yeah. Right on, brother. Completely agree there. Yeah. Let me just go over some of the contents of the book so that our listeners can understand what he covers in the book. He talks about Lisbourne John Kustro's secrets, um, where he kind of goes into what I, we just talked about. Nowhere, the strange death of Hyra Biff. I'm sure our listeners understand what that's going to be about. Edinburgh, the art of memoir. London. At the Sign of the Goose and Gridiron, Paris, War on Christ and His Cult, War on Kings and All Their Thrones, Naples, A Raving Sickness, Washington, A Lodge for the Virtues, Charleston, Africans, Where the Authors of the Mysterious and Beautiful Order, Rome and Paris, The Devil in the Nursery, Alabad, Mother Lodges of the Empire, Hamburg, Rome, Roasting the Bed-Ragged Chickens, Munich, the Beer Hall Strategy, Salmanac, Hyena and Concubines, New York, A Golden American Century Closes, Arrows, The Man Who Would Be Puppet Master, and Legacies. 
I really like the deep dive into history, especially the stuff about Mussolini, about the Nazis and Hitler and his campaign against the Freemasons. I think it's fascinating the way he talks about. Yeah, and I would say too, just to add to that, the author really highlights how extremist groups who have taken some pillars of masonry and have really used that in, in a negative way, right? And he really highlights that and shows that. I didn't know, you know, as much until I read this book. And it just, it did kind of just stun me how something so good that Freemasonry highlights, that the pillar of Freemasonry can also be turned into something evil. That's cause to pause, right? I guess what it charged me to do reading this book is just to continue to, you know, be a Mason in practice each day every day just with being mindful of what some conspiracy theories and misconceptions just ignorance around the craft right this book will help non-masons kind of understand that yeah i agree there's a couple things that stood out to me that he touched upon me being a history major and former k-12 history teacher that stood out to me that i was unaware of for example you know, one of my favorite movies is the movie Glory, which takes a deep look at the 54th Massachusetts, which is one of the first all African-American units in, during the Civil War. He talks about how the, and I'll just read it, the bloody assault on Wagner in 1863 made heroes of the men of the 54th Massachusetts, the first African-American regiment from the North to fight in the Civil War. Freemasons of the Prince Hall tradition led recruitment for the 54th, and many of its NCOs were Masons. He also talks about Martin Delaney, the abolitionist known as the father of Black nationalism, was a prominent Prince Hall Mason. So he even touches upon the Prince Halls uh, in this book, some of the other sects of Freemasonry, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Completely. Previously, before reading this book, what Brother Thoroughgood and Marshall, you know, did with the NCAACP, right? So, I mean, that's, I would kind of went down that mm -hmm. and just had just a great foundation of, of how Masonic values is really, mm -hmm. they're everywhere. You know, they're everywhere in our history and, and the world is better because of that. And now, have we had our dark past? Yes, you know, in different ways. We always say, you know, you can't judge it on every, on every Mason. We all have our fallacies, right? It does sure. happen. But overall, you know, you see those Masonic values in our government. You see it through business. You see it through, you know, through our history. That's a great point because the author does a great job of explaining how Freemasonry borrows and takes from several good aspects of foundations of cultures, for example, different types of religions. You got Christianity, you got Buddhism, you have Taoism and Kabbalah and all Islam. And I think Masonry does a good job of pulling great things out of all those pieces and, and piecing it together into this really nice, concise way for a brother to understand what he should be doing to be good man and and to be a better man that's where freemasonry comes in it's it's like a blueprint for those who need guidance in their life right couldn't agree more brother you'll see where that blueprint just throughout history has been the foundation of so many things and continues to be you know and it really drives us to 
be builders within our communities and within our, within our societies, but making sure we keep our passions within due bounds, right? I love that because as you mentioned before, that this book brought you back to the forefront of thinking, okay, all these great people in masonry, the great things they've done and why we need to, as brothers, constantly rely on our working tools to keep being better. I also did the same with this book. And I wake up every day asking myself the question, what is it I'm going to do today that's going to solidify my legacy in this world? And I think about all those brothers before us that were great brothers that used masonry and the working tools to be the foundation of their life and to spread positive light throughout the world. I feel like that this book brought it to the forefront for me to do the same and to continue waking up saying, what is my legacy going to be today? And then how am I going to apply those working tools to solidifying that legacy? Yeah. And I'll just add to that, brothers, you know, even as we're talking about this, you know, and this is why reading all types of literature, all types of, of books, whether it be written by a Masonic uh, author or, you know, or not like this, right? I've been digging into Manly P. Hall. That's where my mind's mm -hmm. been, right? A, a lot. And I have this appreciation. And as we're talking, you know, what's come into my mind is just how we're doing that. Like charge our, our lodges with, we charge our our brothers with is, is to really be that cement the brotherhood and that small of society. Right? So. I love that because that's a great point. And we started off the, the conversation with this is that, you know, some brothers may shy away from this book because it's not written by a Mason. They may sit reading this book with a lens of poking holes and every little thing that this author says, but in reality, there are little tidbits of light that you can take from anything and don't shy away from those books that aren't written by Masons because there are some books written by Masons that you may not agree with as well and should not be taken as fact anyway. We need to go into it with the lens of, you know, I'm going to be open and whatever speaks to me, I'm going to apply to myself and, and into my practice as a Mason. Love it. Great stuff. Do you have any further comments for our listeners regarding this book or any of the topic in, in general? No, I mean, I would just, I recommend to our listeners, pick it up. I actually picked up a hard copy and the audio, audio version of this from Audible, which, you know, when I went on some runs and went on some walks, I mean, like I said, I could not turn this off. So it just, it had my attention the whole time. And so that's another great way to really experience this book is pick it up in printed form, but also, you know, pick it up so you can listen to it while, while traveling. Great brother. Yeah. Great advice for, for anybody who's listening. Definitely check out this book. It's a thick book with a lot of re references and resources in it. I highly recommend it to anyone. That's episode four. It's in the books. Just want to remind our listeners to keep chipping away at that rough ashlar, shaping that perfect ashlar. Always walk upright as a just mason and always remain on the level with all your brothers and the people around you.